You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Let's stay across the Tasman. Our Australian correspondent out of codesports.com.au, Adam Peacock, standing by. How are you, mate? Oh, yeah, a little scratchy. Um, scratchy morning at the very least. Had a couple last night, but uh, yeah, it's... Um it's fun at the moment because your, your whole life revolves around uh, the, the cricket, which is actually basically on when the possums are awake. So it's um, <laughs> it's it's an interesting lifestyle at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd be forgiven for having a couple of a couple of drinks watching day two of the Ashes third test. Aussie one sixteen for four in their second innings at stumps. That's a lead of one hundred and forty two. England bowled out for two thirty seven. Pat Cummins six for ninety one. How, how is Pat Cummins regarded? In Australia, oh, like as a bowler, as a cricketer, right up there as our best, I'd say at the moment up there with Steve Smith. Um, but as as a captain, I think he's still learning his trade because the, the bowling was fantastic, and he he gets a six for. But just the way that that it, the wheels wobbled again when Ben Stokes got going um, towards the end, and a, a lead of a hundred became a lead of. Forty, I think it was in the end. By the by, the time Stokes was finished, and and looking at how it's placed now, it could be uh, match defining. So, yeah, he, his his captaincy. Everyone backed him with his decision last week to to not call back Johnny Bairstow uh, in that rather controversial moment on day five of the Lord's Test. Um, but he is he is very well liked as a, as a cricketer and um, as a captain. He's he's gaining that respect. But I think the ultimate respect comes when he actually wins the Ashes over there. So we'll, we'll wait and see. That might <laughs> only that, yeah, that might only take another couple of days. To be fair, uh, but just uh, just drilling down into a couple of uh, players. David Warner, uh, a second failure in this test. His scores in this series: nine thirty six, sixty six, twenty five, four, and one hundred and forty one runs at about twenty three. Any danger he doesn't get picked for the fourth test? No, I don't think so. I think that they're happy with him and his output so far until this test. And it's just quicker conditions. It's a it's a really quick pitch at Headingley and the ball is doing a little bit as well. So I think that's where um, Warner has been targeted by Stuart Broad. Stuart Broad's got him both times again. So he's struggling. Manus Labuschagne's actually struggling a bit. He, he scratched his way again to get him, give himself a start last night and like a lot was happening through the, the slips cordon but um, then he gets out to a shot he, he just should not have hit uh, should not have played and, and he knows that he got caught in the deep off a spinner so um, yeah they're, they're the two struggling a little bit from an Australian perspective with the bat and it, like you, you mentioned the figures there before it is so delicately poised this so again, we go to another day's cricket where the first session means absolutely everything. I think absolutely. that's happened in just about every first session so far this series. Yeah, it's been compelling viewing. Even with us over here, we've got no horse in this race, but we're just absolutely loving it. Uh, yeah, when when day three sort of is reaching its conclusion, Australia will just be kicking off their rugby championship campaign against South Africa in Pretoria tomorrow morning. Start of a World Cup year, it's a truncated rugby championship. How would you sort of describe how, how Australian rugby fans are feeling in World Cup year? Uh, not, I wouldn't say this feels like a free hit because Eddie's just taken over and obviously he's got grand designs with Lions Tours and a home World Cup in four years' time. But there is, it is a case of, yeah, we'd like to do really well, but if we don't do well, we know why. You know what I mean? So that, that for, for Eddie, I think, is, is pretty comforting, even though... Knowing Eddie Jones, he wouldn't give a toss about that. He wants to win every game rugby his team plays in. So I think we're going to see a, a different style of, of Wallabies, um, maybe a bit more star 
tried to be added through through the Ford pack. So, I mean, you get the ultimate test there in the high belt. Um, even though uh, you were telling tell me, point just before we went on, I didn't know this, that South Africa have actually sent a few of their players over to, to get acclimatised in New Zealand, which kind of cuts at the whole fabric of the, the competition, I, I would have thought. Um, and, it, yeah, it, that doesn't sit well with me because that feels like sports science is leading the way rather than the actual... The, the actual rugby, the actual reason that you play. So, anyway, good on them. It's a World Cup year. They can do what they want, and hopefully we can get one over to the, um, the Springboks. Good stuff. And and uh, the other big sporting event coming up uh, now, well, only a couple of weeks away. In fact, less than that is the Football World Cup, co-hosted, of course, by yourselves and us. The Australian squad uh, has been announced. Um, I mean, over this side of the uh, the ditch, it's 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 quite pessimistic in terms of the outlook of even getting out of the group. But what about for Australia? The Republic of Ireland, Nigeria, and Canada in the group, they should negotiate their way out of that. But but uh, what are your levels of optimism about how deep they could go? Yeah, everyone over here like doesn't really like not everyone, but it's it's going to be an event that captures the whole nation. Everyone knows Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr incidentally, is probably the most famous sports person in Australia right now. So. Everyone knows who Sam Kerr is because she scores goals and she backflips after she scores them. So you kind of draw a bit of attention to yourself when you do that. So everyone's like, oh, we've got Sam Kerr. Can we win the thing? It's like, well, the answer is yes, but, and then you go through the reasons, a lot has to go right. They absolutely have to click. And a few things in my regard, because these, these top 10 teams in the women's game, so, it is so tight. Uh, it's a bit like the men's. When Once you get to the quarterfinals, it's like, Put a blindfold on and throw a dart at a board and see who wins type thing in terms of the, that's how much is, there's, there's nothing between the sides so yeah we, we can win I think with the Kiwis they've got the best possible group to get out of the group looking at your your one like you know Switzerland's not exactly a European powerhouse the Philippines at their first ever World Cup under Alan Sturgis the, the former Matildas coach in Norway who are good but they've not been very good at World Cups so yeah, um, hopefully the Kiwis can get out, get a result, and it'll be great for Kiwi women's football. And um, the, the Australian women can can barnstorm their way through to a semi final or a final. Yeah, absolutely right. All right, well, I hope you get through the day all right. Could I suggest maybe some fresh air? You could get out for some golf or something. Yeah, <laughs> what a guess. It's a Saturday, finally. <laughs> I don't, don't, just an amazing thought that you've come up with. So, yeah, <laughs> there'll be a few coffees thrown in as well, I dare say. So. I bet, I bet. Hey, great to chat as always, mate. We'll do it again next Saturday. Thanks, Barney. Thanks, Adam. Adam Peacock, codesports.com.au is where you can uh, read him and hear him every Saturday afternoon here on News Talk ZB around 1.45. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.